us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. It's Grash and Keith on WEEI. Noon straight up on Boston Sports Original, WEEI. Of course, New England Sports Original as well. Of course, all of our network stations and 93.7 FM here in Boston. Joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline as we head down to Palm Beach, Florida. Our friend Tommy Curran of NBC Sports Boston is with us. Tom E., how are you, sir? Tremendous. How are my guys doing? Very good. Hey, do you get to stay in that fancy hotel, or do they kick all you media rubes to like a Hampton Inn down the road or something like that? No, we could be staying there if we wanted to pony up. We're not going to be ponying up. We're at a courtyard. <laughs> there local, you go. And that is just fine with us. Absolutely, huh? man. Good. They uh, they get it done. So Robert Kraft spoke today, Tom, and we played pretty much all the audio from RKK earlier today. What is one thing he said that really stood out to you? That he again reaffirmed his disappointment with the drafts of the previous years and – He feels as if last year's draft was good, and I think that he feels as if pressure applied by his statements last year and the collaborative effort that that kind of ensued or was ongoing when he said those things had an impact. So I I think that he is very comfortable turning the pressure up on the greatest coach of all time and, and pushing his chips into the middle of the table and talking freely about his expectations for that business. Do you think that could uh, change strategy at all? For example, last year he made similar comments and they stayed in the first round. So many years they've traded down and they traded out of the first round, picking a few spots lower this year than they were last year. But do you think his comments have anything to do with maybe them staying on the board at 21 rather than getting you know two second-round picks instead? No, I, I really think that as a manager, Robert is hands-off. He just wants to see the results. He wouldn't go in and say... I would really like to see somebody here in the front. He wants a hit, and he wants it to make sense. So there's a corner at 21 that they should take. They're in charge of figuring that out. If not, trading back to 28 or even going up you know, to get the Giants pick in the top 10. If you think that's what's the right thing to do, Bill, go ahead and do that. But I trust you'll do a good job because that's what you've usually done except for that period of time. Uh, is the buzz that the draft is deep? Like, what are you hearing just in terms of the draft as this process has really evolved? Not great at the very top, but deep otherwise. There's no, like, there's no clear-cut number one. It's not stock quarterbacks, but for corners, um, especially in for wide receivers, which are places the Patriots could use to add, there's there's plenty of, you know, top-end talent. It's kind of probably the outgrowth, too, of all the, seven-on-seven that has, over the last 15 years, you know, become what teams do, what kids do. They play flag until they're 12, 15 years old. They play year-round football um, in seven-on-seven. So I think this is kind of – we are in a period of time now we're actually probably seeing it with the quarterbacks too and the game itself evolving into fast-break football. Tom, I really appreciate uh, yesterday you trying to get Bill Belichick to answer some of these questions that I think a lot of fans want to hear the answers to. I know I want to hear the answers to. He wasn't budging on a lot of stuff, but I thought your point and your question about you're either getting better or you're getting worse. Like that's just sort of how the how the league works. And I think Bill's even said it himself. What did mm-hmm. you What did you make of, of Bill's kind of non-answer there, or even a, any other takeaway you had from Belichick yesterday? You know, I I thought it could have been a lot worse. And I didn't think it was a total non-answer in that, hey, I'm I'm holding my breath to see whether or not 
this team is better than it was before. You can talk about the subtractions that we've had and the departures that we've had, but I'm still counting on the guys who are under contract that we signed last year in our spending spree to get better. So we'll see. But I, I thought it was – it could have been worse. It could have been more cantankerous. I, I thought it was kind of an honest answer. Are they getting better or getting worse? On paper, they're certainly getting worse, but on paper you don't account for the improvements of a Johnny Smith or the improvements of – you know, even a Kendrick Warner and Nelson Aguilar, guys, you know, Uche or Cam McGrone. But certainly the the recent history would indicate that it's better to have a full coaching staff and continuity for a second-year quarterback than not. So I think they're hoping against hope. But he at least said, look, we're expecting guys to get better in their second years with the team. He's banking on continuity again, right? I mean, it feels like that's what Bill Belichick has done almost every year, that – hey, these are the people that we know, and if I can control it, then I think that's the best way for us to win, whether we on the outside buy it or not. Yes. Yeah, I think that he's blinders on, head down, okay, ignore the noise, and you people can say what you want. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see whether or not having Matt Patricia and Joe Judge in you know, important spots on the offense after not having that kind of background really at all works out as badly as you think it will, or if I actually know what I'm doing. And he's always going to enter that way with that feeling. Uh, You know, I think I know what I'm doing. You might not think so, but we'll see. And over the course of time, he's generally been right, but there's been plenty of instances, I think, that we can say over 20 years there's going to be instances in the last few years. I don't think he's necessarily been right on a lot of decisions, and some he has. What did you think of his answer on the, uh, you know, they don't have an offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator, and he claims that he's not big on titles? I really think that's disingenuous. I think part of the title situation has to do with the fact that Matt Patricia and Joe Judge are both still drawing paychecks from the Lions and the Giants. So as a result, if you give them titles, if you have them on as anything other than, you know, consultants, well, then those teams are going to say, well, we're not paying the full salary. What are the Patriots paying for that title's role you have? So I think there's a little bit of a shell game going on there. As far as not giving titles, he's done it for a long, long time. Um, It took a long time for Scott Pioli to become vice president of player personnel. Casario never became director of, uh, excuse me, never became a vice president of player personnel. But those things do matter around the league, I think, not, you know, over the course of time, the Patriots were so good. You could have gone title listing guys were going to get moved ahead. But when Bill was an assistant coach, it mattered to him that he be defensive coordinator and the commensurate salary with it. And I think that it's, it's a little disingenuous as to why he doesn't give the titles out. And it's not that they don't matter. If they didn't matter, he'd give them. They do matter. And as a result, he doesn't want to give them out because of the ramifications of them. Yeah, I'm completely with you on that because it's it hasn't been consistent. Because like you said, there's years where they don't have coordinators and there are years that they do. So if it truly doesn't matter, it would either you would always would or you always wouldn't. The, the fact that it gets kind of jerked around. And you explained the offensive guys a little bit. I get that. Defensively, though, Steve and Gerard Mayo have been around for a couple of years. Is neither guy worthy of that role? Do they split that role? Or is it a matter of or it's kind of cheaper to not have a defensive coordinator? Well, I think my understanding, I know my understanding is that, you know, there was a, an idea floated about having co-coordinators. 
And there was a feeling that, well, it's not really how it's, it's working. Steve's the play caller. And, and I think that, you know, there's a perception that I've gotten from folks is that Gerard does a lot of the, the, the leading of the team and, and creating stuff. And Bill's involved, too. So they didn't want to be co-coordinators was an idea that was rebuffed, but it was broached. Mm-hmm. Um, so they go as is, which is still confusing. And if Gerard Mayo goes into a, you know, head coach interview, he has to explain, well, here's why. I'm not the coordinator right. and don't have that title. Does it matter to these guys at the end of the day? Or is this an outside thing that we're all worried about that guys who have those jobs are just like, Hey, it is what it is. Or like, if you don't have a title, then it's easy to go get a coordinator job somewhere as well. It matters. But I think that the longer guys have been here, the more they realize, well, this is what, the way it's done here. It matters to an extent, but it, there's an is what it is mentality about it. Not enough to go storming the, out the door and saying, screw you, you're sticking it to me. Yeah, Belichick. they knew what they signed up for. Yeah, yeah. they knew yeah. what they signed up for and, and how it operates. I think the bigger concern relative to the coaching staff, aside from titles, is just the number of coaches. You know, when Bill was speaking yesterday, he started to talk about offensive coaches and he stopped to Troy Brown after thinking for a minute because there really aren't that many. <laughs> You know, Nick Cayley, Troy Brown, Ivan Fears is, is most likely retiring as a running backs coach. Um, Mick Lombardi has gone to the Raiders. Bo Hardigree, who is a quarterback coach, has gone to the Raiders. Offensive line coach uh, has gone to the Raiders. So, you know, you got a lot of guys who are gone who haven't been replaced. And I really think that there's, there's just a flat manpower situation that's more important than the titles. Another thing Robert Kraft said today is he expects the Patriots to be a legit contender as soon as this year, Gresh and I kind of kicked that around a little bit. What do you what do you think legit contender even means? I guess there's some nuance into to what is that Super Bowl contender or is that is that somewhere uh, below that? Yeah, I think sometimes those off the cuff answers when someone doesn't have a long time to to focus on it. You know, I think Phil was talking about it with him, and Phil and I talk about look, are they a playoff team or are they contending for Super Bowls? I would think that they are at this juncture contending to be a playoff team Mm -hmm. if you said so does that mean that you robert think that you're a final four contender and should be in the afc championship game and will be a disappointment if you don't i don't think that he would have gone that far i don't think i would go that far i think that they are a fringe playoff team at best right now and that's just where they are in their cycle too i think in terms of the rebuild from 2021 2020 2021 and now and i think it's building towards 2023 and 2024, they should be more of a contender contender back where they were. Tommy Kern of NBC Sports Boston is down in Palm Beach. He's with us on the Harbor One hotline from the NFL spring meetings. Uh, Here is a list of just a handful of free agents. Tyron Matthew, J.C. Treader, Bobby Wagner, Stephon Gilmore, Jarvis Landry, Julio Jones, Melvin Gordon, Jadavion Clowney, Melvin Ingram, Trey Flowers. For these veterans who think they should get X and are not finding that on the market has the market just collapsed on top of some of these guys, Tom. Yes. And I think if you look at the ages of those guys, that will lead you to understand why. I mean, the teams, if they're going to spend money on say a wide receiver, they'll happily do it with Christian Kirk because he's 26 years old. He's got a level of performance demonstrated 70 catch season, and he should play better from the age of 26 to 30, excuse me, but when 30 rolls around, 
he's going to be in the same boat. That's that's what's really interesting is how this league has has gone, and he's the veteran player finds it harder and harder every year, I think, to hold on, whether you're James White or, you know, playing for the short money. He is a Lawrence guy who I thought was a good player, and I thought last year he might go to the market and find something. He's 30 years old, and no one was really interested in him, and he came back for a very low contract. Uh, Are we going to get an overtime change? I don't think so, but we will find out momentarily. (laughs) I mean, we could have all that stuff by the end of the day. They, They might shut this thing down a day early, which is kind of been the way it's trending um they they, they yelled at the haslam family already and got that out of the way well, they so they can construction down there construction down there too that's stuff, right so all right yeah so it's a lot yeah that, and it was funny because there were people complaining about flying in the other night uh or on yeah sunday their flights were delayed because there were so many private planes landing at west palm beach the commercial air traffic was held up for hours <laughs> in the air Unbelievable. Tommy Curran of NBC Sports Boston. Tommy, thank you, friend. We appreciate it. We'll catch you next week. All right. Thanks for having me.